Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, and this is our second episode of the Brawl. Today is the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, Jaden, how are we feeling on this mighty Monday? Well, you know, happy Valentine's, everyone. I'm going 20 years single, so might as well keep the streak going. But, ah, I mean, the game's still fresh. It still kind of hurts. I was I was going for bangles. Yeah, first reactions after the game, what are you thinking? Right away. Right away? Yeah. Aaron Donald's a monster. I mean, the dude. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. That last drive clinched it. I mean, you just can see he wanted it the most. But, yes, sir, uh, today we are going to do a big dive into the Super Bowl, our regular hour podcast. We'll still be coming out later this week, so don't worry. But we felt that the Super Bowl needed its own segment the day after. Special little quick episode. But wanted to give a shout-out to everybody that's listened so far. We appreciate all the feedback and appreciation. And, and I especially want to thank the troops out there listening to us. I got a message from one of my buddies that he was – Playing it in his barracks, and they all enjoyed it. So hats off to you guys. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, thank you. And then the uh, the one Belgium guy. I don't know if that's. I don't know if someone had their VPN on, but we saw like one. We got one view from Belgium, so that was that was awesome. Brussels, great waffles. When uh, Jaden and I talked to you last week, we predicted the game, and I just want to talk about my so close prediction. If you go back last week and listen to our predictions, I said twenty-two to nineteen. Jaden uh, predicted the Simpsons score with 34-31. The final score was 23-20. to I mean, after the Bengals kicked that field goal, there were only two tutties from getting 34. I was like, I, I, we could be working with this, and then it just went scoreless second half. Yeah, we were watching the game together, and when we were watching, we were figuring out the math stats enable for our scores to hit. Those, what, seven punts in a row didn't help? Yeah, 31 would have been a stretch for the Rams, but, like, Bengals, if they just got just a little bit going, it would have, it would have panned out. No, I agree, and I think the reason I picked uh, 22-19 is I kind of saw, in my opinion, just like a Bengals fall at the end, which kind of did happen. It did happen. Yeah. It did happen, and the Bengals' defense also played well, so I think it just kind of was a, a low-scoring one for me, so that's why I predicted that one closely, but... Let's get into some pregame talk. Billy Jean screws the coin toss for a lot of people. Tails never fails. They went down. Tails went burning down. Ah, that is like two Super Bowls in a row where I predict the wrong one. Yeah, Jane was on and, the coin toss bet, and then unfortunately. It, and then it just goes downhill from there. Like, I don't want to say how much money I lost, but it was, it was there. The national anthem was actually extremely close as we were listening because... The beginning of it was, you know, pretty slow. She was rushing going. through the beginning. She was little, getting through it, but the nervous. end. At the end, she was holding those notes. I was proud of it. Yeah, she hit the over for sure. Mm-hmm. Was it, What was the over? It's like a minute, 40 seconds. That sounds right. And you were holding on to your life for that one. Yeah, it, was a, it was almost two minutes. She was like five five seconds away. What did you think about The Rock? That was corny. You didn't like it? That was so corny. If he, like... It's too long. It was way too long. I think if he would have shortened it, also he said the NFC champs, Cincinnati Bengals. So that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that. <laughs> no, but like I, I did like how he started like with the classic rock eyebrow. Like he definitely did some curls before that too, because the veins were popping. Man hit legs and arms four times that morning. 
guarantee it. It's about drive. It's about it's about power. All right, so let's dive into the first half. I'm gonna talk about first what I saw. Um, Joe Burrow was operating in, uh, you know, hyperspeed from the very first snap. He got the ball out extremely quick. That's what I said they had to do going into the game. Quick passes, screens, they did all that. And then Joe Mixon in the running game, it wasn't as great as it could be, but then that there was still at least two runs per possession where he would bust one for like 8 to eight to 15. Yeah, and taking a look at the numbers, he had the ball out at 2.41 seconds, which was the fastest uh, release of the season. And it's faster almost than Ben Roethlisberger, who was uh, 2.39 seconds, so... He was getting it out. It was quick. The Bengals were mostly willing to live in the quick game, as we saw, and they were working out of empty and making sure that Aaron Donald and Vaughn just weren't crashing the show. Uh, the Rams got things started after a fourth down attempt by the Bengals, which was controversial. Um, what would you have gone there? I would have gone there. Big game. I like the call. I still like the call, even though they didn't get it. Yeah, you put the Rams at the 50, but it's the Super Bowl. You are the underdog, you gotta, you gotta do something. Two huge fourth and ones they didn't get in that game. Wow. First quarter and fourth quarter. Aaron Donald's lined up offsides on, I think, this one. I did see that. And the Rams are probably the hardest team to try and pick a yard up on. Exactly. You got Donald in the middle. God, the man's still a freak. But they were able to get down to the goal line after getting the pass to Cup down the sideline for 20 yards. And that's when the Rams decided to take a shot to Odell down the right sideline and got a touchdown. It was a great catch. He was contested, but Odell is known for making those contested catches. So it was good to see him uh, make that catch, but unfortunately he did get hurt later that game. Unfortunate, but I think everyone called an Odell touchdown. Everyone I talked to called an Odell touchdown. And then it was a classic Odell Sally with the moonwalk. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were riding that bet-wise, too. I think so, and anytime, anytime score and a first score. If you follow Book It Trent somehow on TikTok, he's hilarious. Lots of background behind that I could go into, but he basically puts his bets online, and his main one was Odell for his touchdown, and he went to the game, and he was right in front of uh, the touchdown that right happened, in the right score. in front of it. I love that. And uh, he was just going nuts, and he was blacked out by after that. <laughs> He's like, you gotta be for that second half. Oh, absolutely. And especially if I go to the Super Bowl, I'm not being sober all game. I went to the Cats and Hattie game. I don't remember kickoff. I was gone by then. You shouldn't. Uh, I didn't miss much. Well, that'll never happen again. So, <laughs> um, Cats losing the chip. I couldn't agree more. You hear, you hear it here first from Luke Schmidt. Or reach. They probably won't reach it there. Uh, argument Houck for another. Is, Bobby Houck is zero. <laughs> argument, argument for another time. Argument for another time. Let's keep talking the Bengals here. After another three and out, the Bengals decided they had to respond fast. And that is what they did exactly. They rifled that pass to Jamar Chase. I think everyone saw it. Oh, beautiful grab. 46 yards, one hand. In my opinion, was the best play of the game out of like all the plays combined. If you had to pick... The most impressive one. It was that one. We saw it at LSU a ton in that deep ball. And just when it's in the air and, you know, it's to Jamar Chase, there's always there's always just like a warm feeling knowing he's going to catch it. But then you see him actually grab it one-handed, falling down. Like if he wasn't falling down, that's six. Then we see Mr. Mixon hit the pitch pass. 
We personally ran that one in high school. It worked eh, here and there, but what do you think about that play call? Absolutely burned the DB. Just made him, made him believe Ron had four guys right there, and then one of them realized but then couldn't make a play. Especially after that play, I saw the Rams could have had even more opportunity, you know, of punching it back in the mouth and scoring a touchdown before half. But, no, we saw Stafford take a, another shot, and this time it was an interception by Jesse Bates. What did you see on that play call? This is a classic Stafford throw. I mean, it was late in the half, and you kind of want to get points, and I think they were right on the cusp of field goal range, where I think they were... Gay was confident kicking it, but maybe Gay wasn't probably, so they wanted to make a play, and then Stafford points, short arms it, and Bates makes a great play on the ball. This is kind of the same time Odell came out of the game. We saw the knee buckle uh, late first half. How massive of a loss was Odell, even though they won for it the Rams? Was, it was a huge loss because up until that last drive where Matthew Stafford had one guy in mind and that was Cooper Cup, they couldn't get the ball moving at all. They couldn't run the ball at all, which hats off to the Cincy defense for not allowing that. Yeah, the run game for the Rams was non-existent. Mm-mm. And McVay kept trying to do it. Bengals D-line could be top tier now. It could. I think this Bengals team is in really good shape. Yeah, and we'll talk about a little later on the our predictions down the road for them. Talking about the Rams again, Van Jefferson, who actually had a kid born after the game. Wasn't it like during the game? Like yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard the wife got like car, like in the stretcher during the game and he had to finish it out. I saw a video of him sprinting. Yeah. Out of the stadium. He was out of there. I'm so. surprised he didn't show up to the hospital in like pads. He went and changed like real quick. He had a lot on his mind. That was probably the biggest day of his life. That that had to that has to go down as probably his most favorite day. His best day ever. Oh yeah, so for him, February thirteenth, twenty twenty two, Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Do you think he names is this son? Do you think he names it Levi? Names it Champ. I think it's Levi. Levi, why Levi? Vince, uh, Vince Levi Lombardi. Oh. <laughs> I would name it Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> Just Vince. Oh, that actually works. Isn't it Van? Vince. Yeah, Vince. I could see that one. I don't know about the other ones. But, yeah, he wasn't able to get much cooking. And we saw that on the pick that there just wasn't enough athleticism from him to get past these Bengals game plan. He had eight targets and 23 yards receiving. So I think that was the problem with needing Odell is just Jefferson wasn't the guy the Rams needed. No, I mean, Odell's a... Odell's a great route runner and can catch everything. Like, you knew something was up when he didn't catch that ball and when they go to the ground, and then you see the replays, and he just absolutely buckles. So you feel bad for him. Like, oh, absolutely. It's it's awful, especially I'm sure he wanted to battle with his, his brothers out there. But And talking about that, did you see the Debo tweet where he says they should ban turf? I did see that. What do you think of that? Two thoughts went to my mind. First of all, I thought... All these high schools and colleges and stadiums have spent so much money on turf. Just because someone tweets it out probably won't start anything serious. But at the same time, it's so awful to see these injuries. So it's kind of a give and take. I can't really give you an answer on it because there's an answer for both sides. So I think it's just going to stay the same. I think it will too. I mean, you see those... You see those teams in uh, snow, snow-ridden states like Buffalo who kind of 
you, you need turf because grass hurts when it's cold. So is turf, but grass hurts too. But then you see you know, on the team summer, or, you know, set, and then you see the southern teams who have grass and it makes sense. So I think it'll probably stay where it's at. So now I wanted to get into a deep dive. I read a great article today on ESPN by Bill Barnwell. Just wanted to share some of his thoughts and kind of looking at the O-line and D-line play from the Bengals and Rams. The O-line played well in the first half for the Bengals. Uh, center Trey Hopkins had a bullseye on Donald. Unless he was actively blocking someone or the Rams had a clear overload to one side, he was going to turn to Donald's side and help uh, against him every play. The Rams moved Donald around and ran a couple of their five-on-five rushes, but they generally stuck with a flat four-man rush. And the Bengals did a decent job of keeping them from pestering Burrow. At the end of the first half, the Rams got onto something they would repeatedly do in the third and fourth quarter. And it changed the game for their pass rush. In the play when Donald knocked Burrow out of bounds and was credited with a sack, they brought Ernest Jones toward the line of scrimmage and sent him after Burrow as a part of a sim pressure. Von Miller dropped into coverage on the other side, allowing the Rams to rush four while still dropping seven into pass coverage and creating a mismatch. Jaden, what do you think is so important about mixing coverages, especially as important as this game was? I think the Rams were genius in their play calling, and specifically when they decided to do it, because it was kind of it's kind of before half, but mostly second half. So they waited until after halftime to like run it every play to make sure the Bengals can't like fully get a full halftime to adjust to it. It was a genius play call. And it obviously worked out. Yeah, and I definitely think it started affecting uh, Burrow's pocket timing. And I also think they weren't able to even run play action because they were just getting there too quick. But the two play action plays we saw from the Bengals, uh, one of them included the long touchdown to T. Higgins. It was a great play coming right out of half, wanting to take a shot deep. At first, I thought Jalen Ramsey was out of position. Because he was, I saw him falling, and then you see the replay of his like, you know, him getting face masks. I did think he was falling first, and the face mask didn't help that. But overall, great play and a missed call. I haven't seen the ruling from the refs, you know, the day after report or anything. But yeah, it's a flag. You throw it, but not in not in this importance of the game. I would say, and Ramsey kind of deserves that. That was his second time being burnt. Yeah, he did not play as good as people thought he would. Then again, great receivers he's going against, but yeah, uh, I would say that he lost some of the matchups for sure. I think he lost to Marches. Yeah, and that throw in the like we were talking about kind of showed the athleticism of Chase compared to Ramsey. Before we talk more about the second half, let's. Uh, what do you think about the halftime show? I thought it was a great halftime show where it was kind of like. A lot of older people got it, and a lot of people younger than us didn't. Where like we kind of grew up, like we were we were late to it, but we still got to it. Where we knew all the songs or most of the songs, I didn't know one. And it was just a great halftime show. You see, you know, the video of LeBron going crazy. You see a lot of people going crazy, and just as soon as that beat kicks on, you just know it's gonna be a banger song. California was popping last night. California was popping last night. 
Snoop Dogg was awesome too. That's what I thought. Did you see him smoking the J? Yep. Just saw that before I came over here. He had to warm up the lungs. I was assuming he did that. He had to. He had to. There's no way he was celebrating that. He ain't as good unless he's under the influence. Exactly. Young Wild and Free. And I was so happy they played Still Dre. I thought they would come out with it, but I'm happy they got to it. Wrapped up with it. Yeah, they they did a great job. The only problem is, imagine if you bought Super Bowl tickets right up front on the opposite side where the yeah, stage was. You didn't get anything. Couldn't have saw shit. You heard 50 Cent. You saw him on the billboard. We were like, this sucks. You mean Spider-Man? Spider-Man. <laughs> a buck 50 cent. Where does this rank on your favorite halftime shows? And then we'll get right back into uh, some NFL talk. I think it's number one. I mean, in the years past, the Shakira J-Lo one was good for other reasons. And other Great for that, the men. Yeah. Other than that, it hasn't been like... Rune 5 was okay. Katy Perry, we got the shark out of. Like Other than that, Super Bowl halftime shows have kind of been meh over the past few years. I'm still riding Madonna's. Madonna's was good. Madonna's was I, really I did like good. Madonna's. Madonna's was good. I don't think it goes over Madonna's, but I think out of the last 10 years, it was one of the better ones. I mean, an old school one was Michael Jackson. That was insane. Yeah. And I wish I could compare to that one, but I didn't see that one live. So. No, me neither. I saw a YouTube video, but I was like, I wish I was alive for this. Yeah, if you were there, that would have been magical. Let's move on to the second half talk of the game. Uh, the Rams came out and tried to shit the bed right away, Jaden. What did we see? Of course, we talked about the T Higgins touchdown and the no call. Slash Ramsey was falling, in my opinion. But then, after that, Stafford throws the pick, which was not his fault. This is why I advocate for to have receiver interceptions instead of... Because that is not on Stafford. He put it in the hands, and then I don't know what tight end was it who tipped it up right into the Bengals' hands. It was their fourth tight end on depth chart because Higby and the other one was out, and I forgot about the third guy, but... They were down to like their fourth tight end last night. It was three and four playing, and the third three at the start of the season didn't get any looks. There you go. He was mainly a blocking one. But uh, after that, I thought the Bengals needed seven there. I was kind of disappointed they only got three, because I figured the Rams would still be still be fine. They could come back, as we saw. It was only a uh, three-point lead at the time. And the Bengals go down and kick a field goal to go up 20-13. to 13. Jane, what were your thoughts for Houday Nation when they finally get their big lead? They needed to capitalize off it. I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I was happy, especially after the uh, McPherson kick, Fearson kick. I thought they were in a good shape, but then kind of both teams just kind of stalled out, and then it left the game in Stafford's hands at the end there. Yeah, and the Bengals never scored again mm. once it was 20-13. to 13. And that's when we have the... Punt, 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 punt scenario. And the Bengals' problem all year was they were kind of a big play team. We saw that with the Higgins touchdown. We saw that with the Chase thing where they needed like a one big play to get their offense really going again. So I see them going into next season working on the able to maintain a drive. I mean, yeah, and Burrow didn't play bad at all. If we look at his stats, he had 263 yards with one touchdown. So no interceptions from Joe. No picks. Bengals won the turnover battle by two and still lost. Yeah, and he hit on 66% of his throws, so they did what they needed to do. It's just they need a little bit more tweaking on the O-line possibly and yeah. a couple more coverage guys. I think he just needs like half a second to a second more. Because Donald and Von Miller were just getting to him so fast. Which is, I mean, it's, it's yeah. so hard to stop those guys. That's why they pay him. Yeah. 
But yeah. Then we watched seven straight punts unfold in front of our eyes. This is the time when everyone took their bathroom break and the nacho bar opened. But finally, with 6.13 left in the game, Stafford and Cup, I'm sure they made eye contact or some cringy, cheesy story. It's it's time. Cup said, give me the fucking ball. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Rams are greeted with a fourth and one on their own 30-yard uh, line during this first drive, and they called a perfect play giving it to Cup. Explain what you saw there. It's every high school sophomore's first touch in a varsity game. A jet sweep on a very similar situation. Obviously not that big of stakes, but, I mean, it's just – it's a staple play nowadays that everyone runs, and it was a great call. And giving it to the best player you have on offense is the smartest call to do there. So it was good to see them uh, use Cup there because if they wouldn't have got it, I'm sure they would have got some slack. Oh, absolutely. Since before that, I mean, they tried to they didn't try to give it to Cup before that play, and then after that play, it was only Cup. So after the first down, Stafford was able to convert a third down conversion and now they're on the Bengals' side of the field. Jane, how are we feeling about the defense? It was great. No- was that the no-look ball? Because it was a great no-look ball. Not yet. Not yet. Defensively, I think it wasn't so much they were gassed. Since, I mean, both teams were kind of stalling. Defenses were both out there a lot. But the Rand, it was the Cooper Cup show. That's a plain way to put it. I thought the best part was they needed a touchdown to score. Because this whole playoffs has been field goal. Field goal, field, field goal. goal. It was almost a field goal again. But thankfully, they missed an extra point earlier in the game, so which they need, was they crucial. And it shows every point matters in the Super Bowl. Every point does matter, especially for you. Imagine if they got that. I know. I had Bengals plus six and a half. I knew it was a solid bet going in, but if it would have came down to something like that, I would have been very upset. Moving on in this drive knowing they need a touchdown, Stafford hits one of the best plays, probably the second best play in my opinion of the game. If Patrick Mahomes did that, we'd, I mean, we'd be talking about that months later. It, we will be talking about it, I think. I think it'll be a play that'll be talked about for a while. Yeah, like I, I just hate it. Every quarterback does the no-look. It's just only Patrick Mahomes gets the love for the no-look. I think Stafford was doing it before Mahomes. Stafford was doing it before Mahomes, except Stafford was in Detroit. What a day for Detroit. Eminem and Stafford gets a I ring? I know. I pointed out to you after the halftime show. I said everything but the Lions from Detroit made it to the Super Bowl. It was a Detroit Super Bowl. It was a Detroit Super Bowl. If that Super Bowl was played in Detroit, I think I think we would have saw even more Rams fans. With that Stafford pass, the play that was done was Cup ran kind of like a it's like a 15-yard in. Yeah, it was like a post, but he jabbed it so it looked like a flag. And they made sure that the tight end right next to Cup ran a curl route. So that had the safety and the linebacker draped down for just a second. And Stafford saw it and just jetted it right in there. Yeah, I mean, Stafford did a great job with his eyes pulling that safety down. So after he connects with that reception, the Rams are in the red zone. Talk to me about the Bengals red zone defense we've seen through these playoffs oh it's fantastic i think as far as the flags go i think it was the fact that there wasn't a lot of flags called during that and we saw jalen ramsey i think it was on the Bengals first drive do nearly the similar thing to t higgins with a no call so everyone was wondering like why why call that now and then 
the uh, the PI in the end zone was a PI, but it was right after another flag, so everyone kind of started freaking out about that. Yeah, Cup drew three penalties in a row. It was absurd. He definitely was the most important player on this drive, and they were able to penalize their way basically down to the, the two-yard line. Yeah, and then they ran a genius play. I want to break down this play a little bit. They had Cup kind of um, on the right side in a slot position, and they ran a play action. And Cup's such a great receiver that he's just in a tremendous blocker, and so it's hard to tell when he's blocking or if he's going out for a route. So he cracked down really quick into a block, but exploded out of that and ran right up the field and was wide open in the end zone. Beautiful. That play was sold because of how good Cooper Cup is blocking. What do we think about the Eli Apple hate we've seen on Twitter? <laughs> I saw a funny tweet today where I was like, I've never seen an Apple do this much damage since Eden. Oh, God. <laughs> That's pretty lethal. That was hilarious. I mean, that it is no holds barred on that, man. Once you start getting into the religious jokes. <laughs> oh, here we go. So then we see the Bengals have a chance, and I think this is when Aaron Donald put it in his head that it's time for me to make a play. He's like, I'm not losing. Nobody was stopping him on the O-line. No, which sucks on the fourth and one, because if you watch at a different angle, Jalen Ramsey was on the ground because of what Jamar Chase did to him. And if Joe Burrows had a little more time, I think that is the game-winning touchdown. Just not enough time. Just not enough time. I mean, he was pressured almost instantly. They went with a five-out look. I think Jamar runs a wheel, and it was just it was wide open. Unfortunately for the Bengals... Season comes to an end. What a ride for Joe Burr. Oh. But Vaughn gets his second ring. Happy to see it as a Broncos fan. And Stafford, Detroit, finally gets his. First question I'll ask you is, will Joe Burr be back? Oh, absolutely. I how, mean, how, how far, though? I think he can get back to the Super Bowl. I think I said it going into this game. I said it before the season. This team is an offensive line away, and not a lot of teams can say that. Dolphins, we still need playmakers. We still need probably a few key pieces on defense. To only be like, to know, knowing you only have to have like a guard, a tackle, and a center away. I mean, because they have a few young O-linemen, so they can develop those guys, but then only be like three key pieces away with an explosive offense as they have. Speaking of, they're in perfect position. Speaking of key pieces, what key pieces would you have added to this game for the Bengals for them to win? An outline. I think defensively, you won the turnover battle. Offensively, Joe Mixon, you have a great running back in him. Receivers, Boyd Higgins and Chase on probably a top five wide receiver wide receiver combo and with CJ Uzama fully healthy this offense looks unstoppable with Joe Burrow at the helm do we see them take the lineman in a draft I think I think you have to what else do you see them taking what else do you see them taking in the draft because they obviously won't take all linemen obviously but um I think I see them taking another linebacker maybe to compliment Logan Wilson he played so well in this game he was in on Damn there, every run play where he didn't, sometimes he didn't get the tackle, but he was the reason the play was stopped. I think he led the entire playoffs in tackles. That's not for sure, but every single time I've looked in the box scores, he's on the top. Yeah, I mean, absolutely unbelievable talent they have in him. And 
maybe Chippy Lyapalway. I think his time at the Bengals is done. If not, he's really going to, I think Michael Hardman pointed this out, he's really going to need to work on his craft. <laughs> oh, man. Chiefs players always try and find beef where they can. Oh, my God. But <laughs> God. It was good, though. I'm still laughing about Twitter. Though. It was good, though. Let's move on to the Rams. How do we see the Rams look next year? Does Vaughn leave? Donald retire? Does McVay come in the broadcast booth? What are your predictions there? I think it's too early to tell. I think by draft time we'll know. But if those guys leave, they're fucked. They don't have any more picks. It's true. Yeah. Like, they were definitely a win-now team, and they won now. They all bought in. Yeah. But it is too early to tell. I think if Vaughn leaves, then I think OBJ's gone. Or maybe if Ramsey and Vaughn leave, it's OBJ gone. Odell to Denver? Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking about that, actually. What if Vaughn just, like, I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to go win a ring for myself. I'm going to give you two two picks. He's talked about it. Yeah. Like, he does it's not. I'm not saying he's coming back at all, but it's not like it's out of the question. No, I mean he. He. I mean, as the day he got traded, he was sad. Like you saw him, he was crying in his car. Oh, he's what a if, he's a Denver Bronco for life. Yeah, I mean, what if he brings Odell with him though? Maybe Jalen Ramsey too. Gosh, can you imagine? Still need a quarterback. We have Sertan. We don't need Ramsey. That's true. Wow. Give me two years and just wait. Burnt toast. Sertan is the only player to hold Jamar Chase this year to one reception of five yards. It's because Xavier Howard wasn't on him. <laughs> Moving on, though, do you think Aaron Donald should have won the Super Bowl MVP instead of Cup? No. I mean, as good as Aaron Donald was, Cooper Cup won in that game in the end. Because I think without Aaron Donald on the fourth and one, you could have maybe ran the ball, Bengals could have gotten maybe a yard, gone down and kick a field goal but then Cooper Cup on that entire drive was just unstoppable and in the game earlier in the game when they still had Odell eight receptions for 92 yards two touchdowns and then we look at Aaron Donald's stat line we have four total tackles two sacks that's all you really got yeah so I agree it goes to Cup but Donald did what he needed yeah and he was getting double teamed all game Absolutely, and Cooper Cup did just cap off one of the, er, and Cooper Cup did just cap cap off the best wide receiver performance ever in a season. Do you think it's the best wide receiver performance of all time out of a full season? I think so. The only other person to, to do what he did, be be the triple crown winner, Super Bowl MVP, was Jerry Rice, and that took him his entire career. Last question from the Super Bowl for you. Are you ready? I am. Is Jalen Ramsey overrated after this performance? I think a little bit, but not in the sense where he's a bad corner. I think he's a really good corner, but as far as that best in the game title, I don't know if he has that anymore. He's nothing like Darrell Revis or some of the legends no, we see in the, the back. way that, the way people are comparing him to Darrell is false. I think it just put him on a good note to say that he's not. He's still top. Five, top three. He probably is the best corner in the game, but oh, yeah. not, not as good as what the grades are. Yeah, we've seen better corners in the past. No, I mean, and here's a little side note on Cooper Cup. 22 touchdowns, 178 catches, 2,425 yards, Offensive Player of the Year, and the Super Bowl MVP. That is the best season any receiver has ever had. Can't disagree. No. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here with a little segment at the end. We're going to do a little prediction round. 
and see what we think maybe a year from now, see who the actual champions are. Right now, I want to hear your Super Bowl matchup for next season. I got Bills on the AFC. I think I got Niners on the NFC. I think Niners are going to be back, especially since we don't know what's going to happen with the Rams. You so, think Trey Lance goes nuts? I think Trey Lance goes nuts. That's fair. I'm with you uh, on the Bills. I think it's Josh Allen's turn. I think it is. I think Bengals, Bills, or Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. Yeah. Bills, Bengals. Any one of those three, we'll yeah. see, I think, again. And then I think it's another, on the other side, if Rodgers comes back, you have the same three again. You have Packers, Rams, Niners. I think so. I think those, those six teams that we just listed, if the Rams stay together, are the best six teams in football. That's why, it, that's it's why fine I, to say that because the it's the Bengals, but like the Bengals, the bad Bengals are over. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying Bills Rams for next season. I think they do stay together in LA, and like I said, it's Josh Allen's turn. But we'll look at that prediction down the road. And just wanted to wrap it up here and ask if you had anything else before we go. I'm good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, love the feedback and support. Hopefully you guys listen to our next episode. We'll be coming out later this week. What will we be talking about there, Jaden? Uh, probably some college hoops and NBA talks. Football is over. It's uh, 171 days till kickoff. So we are a basketball podcast. The brawl is over.